Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and I'm your host, and this is episode 47 of the Student Ministry Podcast, a special edition episode all about the National Youth Workers Convention 2019. And many of you who've been tuning into the Student Ministry Podcast for maybe months or even years, you know that normally we do a monthly episode, but today in 2019 and November, you actually get an extra episode all about the National Youth Workers Convention. Now, over the course of of November 21st through the 24th of this year, I had the opportunity to go down to Tampa, Florida to blog for the Youth Specialties National Youth Workers Convention, and it was a great opportunity. I got a chance to go to a lot of different workshops and hear a lot of great speakers. And what I wanted to do today was go over those things that God has been teaching me, but I also got an opportunity similar to last year where I was able to sit down with several convention uh, attendees and actually hear from them and what God has been teaching them and showing them and speaking to them over the course of the convention. So we're going to do both of those today. You're going to hear from several different attendees from the convention, and also I'll talk about what God was teaching me. But before we do that, let's thank our sponsor for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast, and that's G-Shades Student Curriculum. G-Shades is a curriculum and teaching strategy that is focused on helping students see everyday situations through the lens of the gospel. A lot of us in youth ministry do a lot of things unintentionally. Sometimes we only talk about the gospel when we're giving an altar call. Uh, We sometimes teach students to do as Jesus did, but sometimes we don't teach them to see as Jesus saw. And also, we give students sometimes a fractured picture of the faith by teaching biblical principles and practices, but we sometimes don't tie them down to the gospel foundation that they come from. And so in an effort to try to do something different, G-Shades is a curriculum that's designed to help you produce confident, gospel-focused students who are able to use their gospel lens to navigate the complexities of modern culture. A lot of us are in youth ministry professionally, and when it comes to the gospel, many of us naturally model it to our students. G-Shades' goal is to help youth pastors teach it to their students. Each series contains complete message manuscripts, small group leader guides, parent guides, daily Instagram devotionals, games, graphic slides, and even bumper videos. You can download a free week of G-Shades curriculum at gshades.org. That's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G. And when you order, you can use the promo code STUMINPOD. That's S-T-U-M-I-N P-O-D to receive 5% off your order. I'd like to thank G-Shade Student Curriculum for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. All right, before we jump into today's content, I do want to remind you, uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Student Ministry Podcast, be sure to do that on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to share this with another youth worker that you know would enjoy this kind of content. If you enjoy it, be sure to leave a positive comment on your favorite podcast app, and that would help us so, so much by just kind of rising to the top and helping other people find this content. Uh, If you haven't done so yet, you can also subscribe to us and follow us and everything on social media. We are at Pod on Twitter and at The Student Ministry Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. And I would love to uh, to have your follow there. And you can also follow me if you want to at Steve Cullum 
on pretty much every social media out there. I would love to hear your thoughts about any of the shows and any recommendations about uh, other youth workers that I need to interview on future shows. All right, with all that out of the way, let's jump into the topic of this episode, which is the National Youth Workers Convention put on by Youth Specialties. Last year was the first year that uh, the new owners of Youth Specialties, which is Download Youth Ministry and Orange, who come together and they came together and bought Youth Specialties and uh, kind of brought it back um, last year. And this year was the 50th year of the Youth Specialties National Youth Workers Convention. And like I said earlier, it was held in Tampa, Florida from November 21st through the 24th, 2019. And I had the opportunity to go down there and hear a lot of different amazing, uh, wise youth workers just share some great wisdom over the course of those several days. The theme of this year's convention was together, and that was pretty much evident in all of the different workshops, the deep dives, the main uh, main sessions in the big room, and even the songs we sang and an exhibition hall. Everything was about coming together for this 50th year anniversary of the NYWC, and and really it was about coming together with each other and with God. And that kind of that theme, like I said, just permeated every aspect of the convention this year. But before I get into any of my thoughts about the convention, let's jump in to see uh, what some other youth workers thought about their experience at NYWC this year. So what's your name? My name is William Leister. And uh, where are you serving right now, William? Uh, Right now I'm serving at Avenue United Methodist Church in Milford, Delaware. Awesome. And uh, what has God been teaching you at NYWC this year? Well, God's been teaching me to be still and just dwell in Him and be with Him. Um, the speakers have really nailed nailed it with just talking about being together and, and combining as the, the body of Christ and serving. Cool. Well, thank you so much. All right. So what's your name? My name's Craig Krager. And where are you serving, Craig? In Loveland, Colorado. All right. So what's God been teaching you over the last few days of NYWC? Uh, just definitely to um, focus in on serving with God, not for Him. And in that, making sure to, to take time to slow down and not be so busy doing ministry, but to, um, to really just live out my relationship in front of my students. Cool. Thank you very much. So what's your name? I'm Ellie Deluski. And where are you serving right now? I'm serving in South Bend, Indiana. Cool. And what's God been teaching you over the last few days of NYWC? It's been a lot of um, just focusing on death by distractions. I think that's been a big hit home for me topic, just trying to get myself focused in my youth work, in my family, in my actual job, and being able to balance all of those things and not get being pulled in a thousand directions. Um, Yeah, it's been one of those weekends that just lets you like meditate on, I don't know, all of those (laughs) distractions in your life and prioritize them and be able to say, what's important to me? What's important to my family? What's important to my kids? And how can I further the kingdom without burning myself out? Well, thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. So what's your name? Uh, Joey. 
And uh, where are you serving right now? Uh, Grace Christian Reformed Church in Kalamazoo, Michigan. All right. And uh, so what has God been doing um, in your life and teaching you over these last several days here at NYWC? Uh, all, like when I come to these conferences, I'm looking for specifically rest uh, and regener- kind of recharging my battery. I've been doing youth ministry a long, long time. And so I don't necessarily come in with the expectation of learning something like ex- explosion new for me to take home. I'm looking for a time to sh- kind of just rest relax, hang out with my youth pastor friends, and, and just be ready to start up when I get back and be excited about the season again and ready to roll. And uh, this does it for me every time. Uh, the, the worship is fantastic, and I love that. The speakers are always great, and I, I may steal their stuff. I take notes to steal their stuff. I have, I ready, I'm ready for three more messages when I get back, thanks to uh, youth specialties. I appreciate that. So that's, that's kind of in my list of wh- why I'm coming. Cool. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, what's your name? Jeff South. And where are you serving, Jeff? Kalamazoo Community Church in Kalamazoo, Michigan. All right. So, uh, what has your NYWC experience been like this week? Well, I mostly realized that I was very tired coming out of back-to-back busy seasons. So, I skipped almost everything. (laughs) I did go into two sessions and uh, two breakouts. But that was just because they were my friends. When they were good, so I'm glad I went. But I needed rest because I'm on vacation next week. And I decided that I should be on vacation and give my family all of me, not a dead, tired, grumpy me. Nice. And and we've been learning a lot about that sort of thing. I mean, most of the wow. sessions actually told us to do you that. You guys so. were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were just putting it into practice. I, I was an advanced student, apparently. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Can I can I do a shout-out on sure. your podcast? Sure, sure. Are you going to shout-out to your podcast? Yeah, I am. You have a podcast? Yes. What's, the, what's your podcast? It's the Atypical Youth Ministry Podcast. Oh, Atypical Youth Ministry this Podcast. This is the second time these people are hearing this, so that's how you know it's good. That's true. Yeah, they also heard it from from your co-host there. Joey. Yeah, so so yes, check out the Atypical Ministry, Atypical Youth Ministry Podcast. Yes, we talk about youth ministry from, uh, we're in your, your average size churches instead of larger church context, uh, and we talk Star Wars every episode. Nice, nice. That's who we are. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, Steve. All right, so now it's time for me to share just a little bit about what God was teaching me. And I thought I'd just kind of walk through the entire weekend with you. Uh, One of the things that you should know right up front is that I don't intend to go really, really in depth on everything. That's what my blog is for. So if you haven't checked out stevecullum.com, you can actually see a lot of content over there all about the National Youth Workers Convention. Um, I tried to blog about every workshop that I went to, every main speaker in the, the big room, all that sort of thing is, is over there on stevecullum.com. You can just click the, the blog button and you can read like in-depth uh, notes and thoughts about all the different things that I got to experience over the several days. So I thought I'd just kind of quickly walk through some of those things and just share some overall thoughts. And it all started off for me uh, with a deep dive, and it was a four-hour deep dive. And so this year, uh, actually, Youth Specialties assigned us um, deep dives and workshops that we were supposed to go to to blog about the conference itself. And so I got assigned to uh, the, the deep dive 
live uh, with Josh Griffin and Carl Ramius. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sorry, Carl, if you're listening and I'm totally mispronounced your name. It's either Romius or Ramius, I think. Uh, but anyhow, it's all about first two years in youth ministry. And I got to sit with a bunch of other brand new youth workers and just uh, hear some great wisdom from Josh and Carl as they dived into all these different foundations and commitments and things that you need to be doing uh, in your first couple years of youth ministry. And it was great to, to hear what God is doing in these brand new youth workers who are fresh out of, of the gate. Some of them are, are in ministry. I think the guy that I sat next to had actually been in a ministry for only four months. And so that was so awesome for me to just be around them and uh, and, and also gain some wisdom. And like a lot of times uh, with sports, you have to go back to the basics. And this was a really cool time for just you know me to hear about what some are some of those things that I need to go back to the basics about again. Start start doing some free throws and layups again, if you will. And so that was really cool. And then uh, and then on Friday we got to dive into our, our first. Um, big room. And that was with Albert Tate. And Albert, oh my gosh, if you don't know Albert Tate, um, you need to get to know him. Follow him on social media. Albert brought the word. And uh, he he really, uh, he talked all about how t- together, the overall theme, that together means companionship. And and we need to make sure that we are are really helping each other out in, in this ministry. Um, he, he said that we need to do three things from Luke chapter 7, um, that Jesus did, sorry, Jesus did three things in Luke chapter 7 as he was interacting uh, with the people there, this, this woman who was in a lot of trouble specifically. And he said, um, Jesus said, don't cry. He said, I see you. And then he touches the dead boy. And just the, the amount of wisdom that came out of those three statements um, from Jesus is so great. So I encourage you, like, like I said, to, to check out my blog and actually um, you can read a lot of more about what Albert said during that time. But it's a big idea is that together means companionship. And after the big room, I got an opportunity to go and, and check out a workshop, again, led by Carl uh, Romius. Romius, I apologize again, probably butchering your name, about five keys to effectively communicate to students in 2019 and beyond. And in that, uh, he, he shared several different points that we need to focus on to communicate better from the front. And, uh, and those five points were be secure in your voice, Segways will save you, create a social strategy, give them a story they can tell, and think steps, not just sermons and programs. And so that was cool to hear from from Carl about five different ways that we can communicate to students even better uh, as we uh, communicate to them from the front. I also got to go to Marv Penner's workshop all about risk management is really really about. And the title of it was To Hug or Not to Hug, Loving Kids Well in a Me Too World. And he talked about a lot of things that we really need to address in our ministries together as we continue to try to love kids well, but in a world that just seems to be coming up with thing after thing that's uh, the, the, is preventing us from, from doing uh, the type of ministry that we have done for so long. And uh, and the big thing is that we have to talk about this. This is a thing that, that exists today, and uh, we have to protect our ministries. We have to protect ourselves. And so he talked a lot about risk management and everything. Um, this is actually a, a blog post that I haven't put up yet because I'm still putting together some details and, and talking with Marv and trying to fill in some some gaps and everything. So you can find that really, really soon. 
some of the things that just stood out to me that kind of were overwhelming, honestly, as I, as I thought about my own ministry and, and things that I maybe need to start putting in place. Um, he talked a lot about how we need to, uh, to have um, permission slips, basically, for how uh, we're going to communicate with students and that everything needs to either be in a, in a group text or, or actually that it needs to be approved by parents, that uh, we should not use any form of communication uh, with a student that cannot be archived and that we also need to have that parent's permission and, and they'll tell us exactly how we want to communicate with, they want us to communicate with that their their kid and uh, or if they don't want us to communicate at all, if they'd rather us directly communicate with the parents as well. Um, he talked about knowing our insurance policies and our legal obligations and he recommended a couple books. Um, one of them titled uh, Better Safe Than Sued by Jerry, Jer, Jake Crabtree, sorry, and uh, Youth Ministry Management Tools by Jenny Olson. And uh, like I said, I'll get more of that information up pretty soon on my blog, but uh, man, that's, that's so much to think about, I think, in, in that one. And then that night at the big room, uh, the main session, we had an opportunity to, to hear from three different speakers, three great speakers that have become some of my favorites over the last several years. And that's Lucas Ramirez, Reggie Joyner, and Danielle Strickland. And they all talked about the importance of that, that together means collaboration. And uh, Lucas just told us about how it's so important for us to, to have unity and it's mission critical, he said. And then Reggie talked all about how we need to be doing something that that helps us think beyond ourselves and, and our ministries, that we need to interact with others and in, in, in our communities and do ministry together and see what God what God's doing out there. Um, and man, it was so important and it's so big. And then all of a sudden, Danielle Strickland comes in and just lays it on and just amazing message to close out the day. Um, and she talked all about this idea of reconciliation, this ministry of reconciliation. And she says that a lot of times we we believe these these two lies, that it's none of our business and that it's too hard and too late. And and basically she just dived into this this whole idea that, that reconciliation is the best news that this divided world will ever hear. And she also said that the clearer your vision of Jesus, the truer the gospel you preach, and that we need to come together, to network together, to serve together, to love together in order to make an impact together. And so, uh, yeah. It was a strong message of, of collaboration, um, both from Lucas, Reggie, and Danielle on that Friday night of uh, the National Youth Workers Convention. Friday night brought some late night offerings with uh, a couple of magicians and illusionists that were there, concerts, and also even one of those silent discos and an extreme bingo session uh, with DYM and some other people. And so that was great. And then after all that, I actually went over to uh, Josh Griffin's uh, hotel room with a lot of other youth workers. There's like 50 of us there, and we watched the third episode of The Mandalorian. That was great. Um, and again, had nothing to really do with, uh, with the convention itself, except for the idea of networking and collaborating and just coming together and just doing a fun event with a bunch of other youth workers. It was so tight in there, and it kind of smelled bad, but it was so fun to get together with a bunch of other youth workers and, and do something we all enjoy together. 
On Saturday morning, Tom Shefshunas kicked off uh, the, the big room with a quick uh, uh, thought about uh, Jesus and the parable of the lost son, and uh, just thinking about the older brother. And then he introduced our main speaker that day, Samer Massad. I'm, again, I'm probably mispronouncing his name as well. I, I apologize for that. But and he talked about this. He actually started off by talking about um, torture methods from medieval times. And, and he talked about this, this French torture method um, that was actually called distraction. And all of a sudden it made sense. And he, he talked about this idea of death by distraction. Um, the idea that, of being pulled in so many directions that it causes someone to metaphorically die. And distraction can be defined um, as anything urgent that takes your attention from something important. And so often our, that happens in our ministry, right? We are distracted by so many other things. And he, then he dived into Luke chapter 10, the story of Mary and Martha, and said that we need to have the posture of, of Mary. Um, that, and he said this, that nobody wins when we are overcome and overrun. Nobody gets our best when we fail to come to Jesus for rest. And uh, so as we, as we heard Samer said, we need to take the posture of Mary. Um, our hearts and our health and our soul depends on that posture. And so kind of turning the page a little bit to start focusing on how we need to be together with Jesus. And then I went to a couple more workshops that afternoon. The first one was with Larry Acasa, and uh, he talked all about how we need to lead beyond the fumes. And that's so important. As we are sometimes so overwhelmed in ministry, uh, we need to get to a better, healthier, stronger us so that we can actually lead well. And so he actually started off by having us partner up in the room and share why we're there and share all the hard stuff that we're going through right now. Now, which was kind of tough, actually, honestly, uh, I think for a lot of people. But by the time we we got done interacting throughout the entire workshop, it was so great. And people were actually thanking him for giving them the opportunity to, to share that stuff that's been on their chest that they needed to get out that maybe they haven't even told anybody else. And so he talked about six steps to getting a better to getting in a better place um, in order to lead well. And the first thing he said was to get focused on what matters most. Then he moved on to talking about getting perspective. And then he moved to say that we need to get scared straight um, by the potential pitfalls to leading strong and finishing well. And then he said that we need to be real with our drivers. And those are those things, the, those negative emotions that often propel us to uh, lead in unhealthy ways. His fifth point was to get refueled constantly. And then finally, he said, in order to lead strong, we need to focus on the right priorities for a healthy youth ministry. And then he gave some different uh, priorities. The next workshop I went to was from Nona Jones. Nona is actually the faith-based uh, partnership head at Facebook. And she talked about how we can lead a selfie-centered generation. And uh, she went through a lot of different statistics and shared some uh, incredible information. But uh, but one of the the when she finally got to it, the points that she she said, in order to 
reach this selfie-centered generation, we need to uh, have uh, three things that we we help them uh, focus on in terms of faith. Number one, a faith that doesn't right wrongs isn't a faith this generation wants to be a part of. So powerful. You could you could talk about that for just a whole 30-minute episode of this podcast on its own. That's so important. This generation wants to be a part of something that rights wrongs. And then secondly, she said that a faith that doesn't achieve anything isn't a faith this generation wants to be a part of. They want to also achieve things. That's their top priority. And so uh, we need to have be presenting a faith to them that actually achieves things. And then thirdly, faith has to be a conversation that accounts for real issues. Uh, she talked about I had a recent study said four out of 10 people fact check everything that they hear in a faith-based institution. It has to be that conversation. We need to be engaging with people, not just lecturing to them, but we need to be engaging in that conversation with them. She also said that a recent study shows that 60% of people search for spiritual content online. So we need to find a way to make it a conversation. So uh, great content. That alone could have been just a plenty <laughs> for me. Just as like, oh, wow, okay, I have enough to step away. But then I actually had the opportunity to to hear her again at uh, at the big room where she spoke about how together means consistency. And she really dived in her her story. And we get to hear about how Nona grew up in a rough situation, a lot of really unfortunate events that uh, led to her to really um, stray away from God and, and family and all these things. Um, but then she she pointed to Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43, um, where Jarius, uh, sorry, Jesus went with Jarius to heal his daughter. And um, she just kind of walked through that story with us and, and then gave us three points about what that means for us today. The first thing she said that was, if we want to raise this generation to life, we have to go with them. We can't simply wait for them to come to us. Kind of going back to what she talked about in the, in the workshop a little bit, but she said we have to go to them, which is so important. They're not going to be just attracted to the church naturally. The second thing she said was that we need to check our team. If anyone is on there that doesn't believe in the God of the impossible, you need to put them out. And that's so like convicting, I think, for a, for a lot of us, that if we have people that are on our teams that are not about just going Going, going after what God really has in store uh, for our ministries, um, then we need to to help them step away from that because um, we need to be, that's what we need to all be about. And then thirdly, she said we need to give them something to eat. We have to present both exciting and effective experiences because society is giving them junk food. We have to be able to give them something meaty and also something that does excite them and, and help them to to want to be a part of that. So. So uh, Nona, Nona wrapped up her, her, her talk by saying that, that church is the way that we live 24-7. And this generation needs to know that we will never give up on them because we serve the God of the impossible faith. Um, so gosh, Nona Jones was awesome. If, Like I said, if you haven't checked her out, make sure you get in contact with her. Follow her on social media. She's doing some great things at her church there in Florida as well. Uh, and then we finally uh, come to Sunday of the convention, and I got the privilege of, of sitting in with Joel Sonnenberg. Um, and Joel has an amazing story. Um, he was badly burned at the age of 22 months in a, in a family car accident. 
and um, and he now has uh, a lot of different physical disabilities because of that. And and he came and talked to us in this workshop. Um, about how we can welcome people with disabilities in our churches. And he gave so many amazing things. I just wanted to point out a couple of them to you. Um, again, you can go to stevecullum.com to see uh, all the different great wisdom that he passed on. But uh, we, he talked about the need for us to look people in the eyes and treat them as individuals. He said that we need to smile and show them affirmation. Even uh, blind people, he said, can hear a smile. We also need to be aware of our body language and what it's conveying. We need to be respectful of who um, people are as an individual. The most important thing in their life is not their disability. He said we also need to not make assumptions about someone with a disability. And we need to make sure that we are creative in solving problems. Uh, particular issues or problems that may arise. And we also, uh, he, he recommended that we just relax and be okay with failure and making adjustments. Um, so thanks. So I, I just want to thank Joel so much for, for being able to come and, and, and he had some fun with us. He kind of makes fun of himself, which is, which w- it just helped us to feel a little more at, at ease in the room. And, and then, uh, just gave us some amazing practical wisdom on, on helping to, to connect better with people, uh, with disabilities. And then the final main session, the big room, closed off with uh, two main speakers. The first one was Crystal Chang. She's actually the director of student strategy at Orange. And uh, and she talked all about <laughs> how we need to remember that, that Jesus has grace and peace for us. In the middle of all the pressure of youth ministry, when we feel like there's so much on our shoulders, um, especially some of us, if you're uh, Enneagram One or, or one of those kind of those Enneagrams that are that feel like like me, that just there's the pressure of the world that is on you because you're trying to correct everything and, and perfect everything. Um, she talked about that it's so important to uh, to not numb the these feelings of pressure with the wrong things, but we need to remember that that. Jesus has grace and peace for us. Grace, it's unmerited, unearned, and undeserved grace for us. And we we have peace from Jesus that allows us to keep going when we reach our limit. Crystal closed out by saying this, we often trust grace with our salvation, but not our profession. Oh, right? How, how important is that and how true is that? That we all sometimes reach a, a point where our ability runs out, but his keeps going. And then she said this, the faith that we live and not preach is the one that we will pass on to the next generation. Let me say that again. The faith that we live and not preach is the one that we will pass on to our next generation. So how are we living it out? In the middle of all the pressure of ministry, we've got to remember our grace, that we have grace and peace from Jesus. And that's how we need to live that out. And then finally, uh, Doug Fields closed us out. Uh, as a veteran youth worker, most of you know Doug Fields. He's written several different books and uh, co-runs, co-founded Download Youth Ministry. And Doug started off his big room talk uh, focusing on the idea of moments. 
And, and in youth ministry, we're all ha- we, we're, it's all about these moments that we have with teenagers. And in order to have those moments, we need to have a life of abundance. And so often we have these lives that are just so busy. And, and m- many times we're, we wear that, that busyness as a, as a badge of honor. But Doug pointed out that we're called to follow a savior and to talk uh, with him, not run ahead of him. And we're calling teenagers to walk with Jesus. But the question that Doug presented us uh, was that, are, are we actually walking with Jesus or not? Um, maybe we're actually just trying to do this on our own. And so he talked about the importance of not substituting abundance for busyness. And he pointed out uh, that Dallas Willard has, has a couple uh, books about this. John Ortberg has some great books about this. Um, but he, he followed down these two suggestions that I, I just want to point out to you guys today. Um, number one, we have to be comfortable with saying no. We have to be comfortable with saying no. Because we're we're getting the opportunity to to say uh, yes to a lot of things, but we have to be able to say no so that we can focus on the things that that really matter. And secondly, he said that we also need to become aware of what is beneath our yes. Why are we agreeing to the things that we agree to? What's the root reason? And some of those reasons um, may we may need to deal with. They may actually need to be some some things that that are uh, maybe unhealthy because we're saying yes to all these things. Um, so what are those those real root reasons why you're saying yes to things? Um, Doug then uh, kind of wrapped up declaring that busyness is a choice and there is a price to pay for it. And then he talked about how he, he's talked with a lot of different uh, youth workers over the years and, and asked them, you know, what is, what's the worst that can happen if you say no? You'll use your, lose your job or something? And then Doug actually pointed out this amazing uh, truth. And he said that, that there, there are some that, that have lost their marriages and, and more. And so it has to be something that we address here in in youth ministry, um, that losing our job is really not the worst that can happen. It could be so much worse than that. So we have to address these things. And so as I walked away from the National Youth Workers Convention this year, um, two big thoughts uh, were were just in my head, and they're not brand new thoughts. They're not things that just like really um, wrecked my world that I haven't really thought about before or anything like that. It's things that I've thought about many times times. It's things that I've heard so many times in my many years in youth ministry and maybe just even as in walking with Christ for so many years. And they're probably things that, that you have heard as well. Really, we need to focus on being together with each other. And, and that's not as important as the second point, as being together with God. And so I don't know where you are today, um, but maybe some of you are actually struggling with some of that thing, those things. Maybe some of you are feeling like you're at the point of burnout. Maybe you're you're struggling with, you know, is this actually for me? Does God have something for me? Or or maybe I, I pick the wrong profession. Maybe I'm actually not supposed to be doing this. You're starting to doubt yourself and doubt your ministry. Um, I don't know where you are. Maybe some of you are doing awesome and you're just thriving right now. Um, there's all some there's some different steps that all of us can take. Um, maybe those actually those steps aren't so different. Maybe they are actually the same. 
um, that we need to focus on really connecting with God and we need to focus on connecting with each other. And so if you've not networked with another person, uh, at least one other person in ministry in your area, make sure you do that. Make sure you look up other youth pastors, the youth workers and get together with them on a regular basis and make sure you're really focusing on your own relationship with God. It's so incredibly important um, that if you haven't really read your Bible or, or prayed more than just preparing for a message, um, maybe it's time to change that. Maybe it's time to, to start saying no to some things. Maybe it's start, uh, time to start saying yes to some different things, some things that are more important. So, um, man, it was a great opportunity uh, for me to be there at the National Youth Workers Convention. If you've never been to NYWC, I would urge you to, to go next year. Uh, 2020 is going to be in Columbus, Ohio. And I believe right now, if you act quickly, you can actually get uh, your ticket for $149, which is a great deal. $149. If you bring your spouse, you can actually get them in for even cheaper than that. If you bring a team, of like four people, you get a discounted rate. You bring a team of more than eight, you get an even bigger discounted rate. All that can be found at nywc.youthspecialties.com. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see you there next year. And uh, also be sure to to check out all my blog posts. And there was a, a team of four of us bloggers for Youth Specialties this year that covering the NYWC. And so you can check out all of their blogs. Those links are on my website as well. And uh, just learn a lot from from all their their coverage of, of this event. Um, even if you couldn't be there, um, make sure you check out all those blogs to kind of learn from what these these speakers were talking about. Um, and yeah, just learn from the written word instead of uh, the, the spoken word as, as being there. But uh, do try to make sure that you're actually there uh, next year because it'd be it's such it's such a great opportunity. It's a time just to get away and rest and be in the company of, of other people that believe in the same things that you believe in. That's so important. Well, all that brings us to the end of this special episode of the Student Ministry Podcast, all about NYWC 2019. If you have not checked out G Shades website, be sure to do that, gshades.org. And you can actually, uh, don't forget to use the the promo code STUMINPOD, that's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D, to receive 5% off uh your order on uh, gshades.org. Um, thanks so much for Gshades for sponsoring this episode. If you're new and you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that. Leave a positive comment on your favorite podcast app. Share this with friends. Follow us on social media. And uh, until next time, may God bless your ministry. <laughs>